From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today's episode is a chat with the Mats. We have Matt Marshall, a staff writer for We Live Entertainment, and Matt Passantino, a film critic for BigPictureBigSound.com and Cinemaholic.com. And the Mats are here to discuss Oscar nominations. They just came out this morning. Matt and Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having thanks me. For having us. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to ask here, what, what were your initial reactions when you, I'm sure you both were up early looking at the nominations. What was the first thought um, after you heard about these nominations? We'll start with uh, this Matt. <laughs> we'll start with Matt. We'll start with Matt, with Matt Marshall here. Um, very, very excited. Um, of course, um, La La Land, 14 nominations, which is my number one movie of the year. But I kind of predicted the Best Picture nominees yesterday. I went nine for nine, and that wasn't a surprise. There were some surprises throughout the list, but mainly kind of knew it. Can you predict other stuff? I mean, you, do you know the lotto numbers that you can <laughs> tell me? No, and... might, have, might have ESPN. <laughs> yeah, you may. All right. Other Matt. I, I, I'm realizing the, the problem now of having two Matts <laughs> sitting right next to each other. I'm just realizing this. So, Matt Passantino, what were your initial reactions here? Um, you know, I watched the announcement live, even though it wasn't live this year, but, um, I pretty much thought sounds about right with everything that's been happened already in the award season. Um, few, few, uh, Amy Adams was probably the big snub I was shocked by, but other than that, best pitcher lined up with everything we've, I mean, it went nine out of 10 for the PGA. So it was just Deadpool, but I didn't yeah. actually think Deadpool was going to get nominated. Yeah, I would have been surprised if Deadpool was. I, I heard a lot about them. Like, really? I, it got it Producers Guild. It got Directors Guild. So it just um, – so a lot of people thought maybe it had an outside chance, but nah, not at the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so I'm going to run down here the best picture uh, list in case – just for the people listening, unless they're – I'm sure in their other tab when they're listening to this on their computer or in their car, they're not paying attention to the road and looking at the list of nominees. That's the safe thing to do. <laughs> just kidding. We don't promote that at the podcast. <laughs> so, so the nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea – and Moonlight. And uh, currently at the Little, we're actually playing Fences, La La Land, Lion, um, and Moonlight returns on Friday, January 27th for an encore run. Uh, Manchester by the Sea had just closed. Um, so out of those, do you guys have, do you, do you have a picture or a favorite out of these best picture ones? Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. This time. <laughs> uh, Manchester by the Sea, it was my number one movie of the year. I, it just kind of, it floored me. I mean, it's, you know, it's a hard sell because it is so devastating, but it's also surprisingly funny, and it's just really well written, and the, the three main performances are just, I love that movie. I've seen it twice. It is, like I said, I mean, it is a tough sell, but it's a great, great movie. All right. Matt, you uh, you are on the La La Land train, oh, yeah. am I correct here? Oh, yeah. I actually just watched it yesterday for the second time. Unfortunately, I did miss it in IMAX last week, which I really wanted to see. Oh, but good. Oh, I really wanted to see it in IMAX. That's okay. I, when you talk about IMAX, I just bleep that out because it's not the Little. So, uh, <laughs> But Little's always the first choice. <laughs> there we go. But other Matt nods. Other Matt yeah, nods. Oh, yeah. They were not paid to say this. So. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, with um, La La Land, it is my favorite movie of the year. It's a throwback to the musical. 
um, like a stare, and it's just I think Gosling and Emma Stone have such great chemistry. I know um, one critic even compared them to uh, Leo and Kate from '97 and Titanic, which mm. which won a few Oscars, right? Um, just <laughs> maybe eleven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like so La La Land. The, the opening scene was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. <laughs> Overall, though, we were talking about this before when we're talking about movies that prominently featured music uh sing street was i, I preferred um and I, and I think probably i'm in the minority in that one but i still preferred that um manchester by the sea out of these was probably my favorite as well just because like it's it, it, at, the, at its core it was such a devastating sad story but it was very funny and it was very human in the interactions and it just it was a longer movie, but I, I just was compelled the, the entire time. Um, I did. I like, I loved Arrival as well, but that did not play at the little. So, I'll, I'll <laughs> so bleep, we, we won't talk about I'll that. Myself <laughs> out. Um, which that was the Amy Adams snub. And I thought Amy Adams was great in uh, nocturnal animals oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. as well. I mean, it, it was a great year for her. I was surprised to, to see her shut out. I, did you guys, you know, was, was that your top snub, the Amy Adams one, or did you have other ones that you were just kind of floored by? Um, definitely Amy Adams. Um, kind of Aaron Taylor Johnson staying on Nocturnal Animals because he won in for the Golden Globes. Yeah, I was surprised and, by that. Yeah. And I missed the next four categories because I was trying to explain to my parents what a shock that was <laughs> that win. <laughs> and um, poor Scorsese, poor Scorsese with silence. <laughs> Marty never gets it. <laughs> I mean, he was snubbed for. It took a while to even win. Best picture, and then for the Departed, yeah, yeah. which I, I love the Departed, and oh, yeah. put a lot of people obviously hit other films that were mm-hmm. I think more beloved. Um, well, the Nocturnal Animal ones was surprising, but I was very excited to see Michael Shannon nominated. Mm-hmm. He was he's great. A, he's a video. national treasure in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. Michael Shannon. I, just I agree. Yeah. Love everything. He's the weirdest, most intimidating actor I've ever seen on the screen, and I just he's one of my favorites. He was so good in that movie. Well, him, him and, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, they really they were the best parts in that. The, I didn't recognize him i've not even recognized aaron taylor johnson at all yeah it was it was an nocturnal animal so to recap was it's basically a story within a story it's amy adams character is reading a novel written by jake gyllenhaal's character which was her ex-husband um so michael shannon his character and aaron taylor johnson's character are both characters within the novel which is out in the middle of texas and it's just I, I don't want to say much because it's i, I think people are should experience yeah, the surprises mm-hmm. for themselves on that one <laughs> Uh, so, do you, do, were there any other movies that you're surprised uh, maybe didn't get more attention from the Oscars, or did you think everything was pretty much in line with your expectations? I mean, I could say some, you know, like movies that I loved that wish mm-hmm. got some attention that I knew weren't going to, but it was it was pretty in line with everything that between the Globes and all the Guild Awards, it was pretty in line mm-hmm. uh, so this year. What were ones that you that you wanted to see so get more attention? Uh, certain women, which did play at the little. Um, I thought Lily Gladstone. She's only been in a couple things. I mean, she was like kind of a critic favorite and supporting actress, but no, she didn't have a shot at the Oscars. But I would have loved to see that. Um, I thought things like Edge of Seventeen. I thought in terms of like a screenplay and a star vehicle for Haley Steinfeld. I thought that could have been something. But I mean, none of these had a real shot. But mm-hmm. 
No. But it's always nice to see a surprise or something you don't expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, Suicide Squad got a nomination. Yeah. It's a, right. It's we, now, we now have Oscar nominee Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, which is a w- weird <laughs> thing. Which makes me more mad that Sing Street didn't get anything. Exactly. Because Drive it like you stole so, it. Should have gotten a mm-hmm. song. That, I know that was such a. I like that stuck in my head way more than any of the ones at La La Land. And I don't want to seem like I'm, rip- I'm ripping on La La Land because well, I did thing. enjoy it a lot. That's the thing. I feel like I have to keep reminding. Like I do love La La Land. Mm-hmm. I really do, but. Sing Street. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know if you guys saw Saturday Night Live or heard about the the sketch, but it was Aziz Ansari was the host, and he played a guy that was arrested. He's like, "What did I get arrested for?" And he was being interrogated, and they're like, "You said you didn't like La La Land." He's great. like, oh, "He's like, I, he's like, I enjoyed it. You know, I just <laughs> it wasn't my favorite." Yeah, that was great. That was a good sketch. <laughs> I think captured it perfectly. Uh, so uh, La La Land, like like Matt had mentioned, both Matts had mentioned, uh, fourteen Oscar nominations, tying the record. But the other big winner here was Moon. Moonlight, which got eight Oscar nominations. Uh, how, does Moonlight have a chance here to really be the big winner on Oscar night? It has an outside yes. chance. But La La Land's the, the favorite, you guys. Feel. The way I've been projecting it, probably since October, even though La La Land is the front runner, I still consider it to be a three, since October, it's to be a three-way race. La La Land, Manchester, and Moonlight. I've been saying this for months now. I can confirm he has been saying yes, that. Yes, yeah, I've been saying that for like nonstop. That it's just a three three way race, and at one point I was even throwing fences in there because fences was starting to gain momentum, and then it just around the end of December, early January is dying. But I honestly think Moonlight actually is the biggest biggest threat right now. Mm-hmm. I I like Moonlight more than La La Land, and it just my person. It's really hard to compare them. Oh yeah, because definitely. they're just totally different. But Moonlight was I don't know such a a beautiful film and I, I just watching it was one that stuck with me afterward more that i was thinking about um i i, I was surprised there actually weren't more um actor nominations for it and the the one the actor that was nominated here um i think i have for supporting actress uh do you guys know how to pronounce this ali Ali. yeah um so i mean he was like one of the bigger names because he's in uh, house of cards uh, he's he was, in the 4400 figures yeah, he's in Hidden Figures. So he was one of the bigger ones. He didn't play. I, I kind of like to see that one of the actors that played. Uh, so Moonlight is told in three parts, and it's the the story of a lifetime, the story of this one man throughout his life. And I would like to see one of the actors actually play the main character, maybe get some recognition. Trevante you know, Rhodes. Yeah. yeah. He was excellent. Yeah. I mean, Mahersh Ali is great, and he is, you know, he's only in a third of the movie, but he makes, you know, the most of that screen time mm-hmm. in the first, in the beginning part of the movie, because um, it is told in you know, three chapters, and I thought Trevante Rhodes was excellent at the end. In that finale, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the, I, was, I should have uh, printed it out here, but the the, actor, the the middle section was, I think, for me, that, that was the one that really stood out, his, his teenage years, too. Now, the acting across the board, the writing in that was just very fun. Yeah, Barry Jenkins will get, will get adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Damien Chazelle will get, Director. director and then pitcher could go either way it really could i mean la la land is the safe bet mm-hmm. but you know last year with spotlight, spotlight it just won screenplay and then at the end of the night it wins that, best picture that was i think that's the first time we ever seen two best picture win two oscars since like the 50s when uh, fury, yeah when, yeah when fury road was dominated all night and then spotlight just wins two oscars i know so i mean that could be moonlight um so, but I, I mean, it's kind of hard to bet against La La Land right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like we have had surprises. Like I, for, last year, I, I was in the spotlight camp. That was when I was dreaming for, and I, I'm by. Well, we're all we're all journalists. We all write, so I, I feel like we probably had a bias toward that. But um, 
So I was pleasantly surprised. But I know in past years, too, there's been it's it sometimes does go against the grain. So I could see La La Land winning a lot and then Moonlight. I mean, <laughs> Moonlight, like, I, I mean, when that that critically, I've seen that on top of more um, top 10 list of the year than I think I've seen La La Land. Except for Matt, you had La La Land on top of yours. It definitely <laughs> is. And surprisingly, I, I know but Moonlight just almost makes my top 10. I know there's a lot of controversies like, why, don't, why isn't Moonlight not in your top 10? It's like, it almost makes it. But there's just been a lot of weird stuff this year. And you've seen personally that there's a lot of weird stuff I love, really like this year. Oh. I love the weird stuff, and that was one of my favorite ones, The Lobster, which was one of the weirdest movies. I like seeing that get an Oscar mm-hmm. nomination, and I know uh, typically the best uh, original screenplay is one where like the weirder type movies that they don't want to give anything else to, they kind of throw it in there, but that's always the one I'm interested in. That's always where the innovation is, the creativity, and I definitely think The Lobster had it, and uh, I could understand why some people maybe would not like The Lobster, because um, it was a very unique vision, um, and it was very surprisingly dark, too, but that was one on, on multiple viewings I felt like I liked it more, which um, it's the case with a lot of these. Um, w- was there anything else, uh, speaking of the, the weird movies, was there anything else that you would like to have seen at least get a nomination, even if it was oh, best yeah. original screenplay? I think I know what you'll say, but go <laughs> ahead. Um, the Witch. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's always been a favorite since the beginning of the year. I suspect that Matt was is uh, pledged himself to Black Phillip. And <laughs> how much he talks about it. I'm sorry, hashtag all hail Black Phillip. <laughs> Have to go there. Um, the other one, which very mixed reviews – Neon Demon. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. That's some people love it, some people hate it. Um, some people have asked me like, "Why do you love this so much?" I'm like, "This is so. It, it's just it just wow me like." Yeah, I, I got I got to go. I still owe that one to visit, yeah. but I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yet. I do too. I haven't yeah. seen it. I saw it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, though, which I, yeah. So I'll check that out. Uh, was, that was uh was that number two on your list? That was number two, and The Witch was number three. Okay, and what number one was La La Land? Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed The Witch a lot. That was when I was late to the game on. Um, so we did not have that, the little, unfortunately. I'm, I was a little bummed out about that. So we, we get a lot of A24 films. Mm-hmm. A24, I thought, dominated oh, the yeah, year. Their definitely. films were great. Um, so the, the Witch, I was a fan of. So Neon Demon, I will, I will definitely check out as well. Uh, you know, one thing I was wondering, we were talking about some of the best actresses, best actor. Maybe you guys can give me some Oscar insight on this. But there's a couple of nominations here, uh, like Dev Patel, in Lion, Best Supporting Actor, um, same as Supporting Actress, which was uh, Viola Davis in Fences, which is the favorite. But aren't these aren't those two performances the lead? Like, is that they're they're yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> but Viola Davis, who Viola Davis, you know, they saw it's the 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 easiest win is to get her in Supporting Actress, and the Academy didn't have to go for that. As because Kate Winslet, when she won for lead actress of the reader, she mm-hmm. campaigned and won in supporting all through the year until the Oscars. But they, you know, they they bought the campaign. I I think Viola's. I don't think it's too big of a category fraud that she's in supporting. But Dev Patel, he was. I mean, he's the lead in Lion, right? He didn't come into the movie for like forty forty five minutes because it's the young yeah, version the of young him uh, for the beginning. So. That one also could go either way. I don't think it's as 
you know, someone like Alicia Alicia Vikander last year, who was clearly the lead since she was in it in the Danish Girl more than Eddie Redmayne, like that when she won supporting actress was a little iffy. These two, I think, are okay place in supporting. Okay. And Lions one, I, I am ashamed to admit I haven't seen yet, and that's been playing at the little. And that's one like when I, as I talk to a lot of people, obviously they see movies at the little, and that's the one where people are like, oh, you have to. I'm like, I've had people tell me it's better than Manchester, which I, I don't know. For me, I loved Manchester. I don't know if I could see that. It's a very but, safe, good, feel good drama. I hear it's one that the tears flow, and maybe they're they're different type of tears than perhaps <laughs> from Manchester. Nicole Kimmins got a got quite the speech in it, so. I'm ready. I'm ready for for the tears <laughs> to flow. Uh, okay. So what else? Oh, I, th- I think I lost my train of thought. So you know, any some of these actor won. We talked about best picture, best director. So best actor, Casey Affleck won the Golden Globe. I've been thinking he's the favorite for a while. I'm hearing buzz on Denzel Washington. I mean, does Denzel have a chance here, or is this is this Casey Affleck? All he's the a way? distant. He's yeah. a distant runner up. Um, but it's Casey Affleck yeah. and SAG this weekend. Screen Actors Guild Awards this weekend will kind of certify. Um, solidify is the word I was looking for, um, who it's going to be, but it's Casey. I mean, it's the performance of the year. There's no doubt. And th- that performance is so perfect because there it doesn't do a lot of capital A acting. It's all very understated. And he's just, I think not to give him the Oscars going to be a real shame i thought it was a little crazy that he fought a bear in this movie too i'm like come on <laughs> that's clearly oscar bait <laughs> don't get me started on the revenant <laughs> <laughs> i think i feel the same way as you do on the revenant and that's a joke for anyone that hasn't seen manchester by the sea there is not a bear attack <laughs> do not worry <laughs> Uh, so Best Actress is one. So Natalie Portman, I thought, was a powerhouse in Jackie. I thought she was a favorite. Um, Emma Stone was great in La La Land. Um, Isabel Huppert won the Golden Globe for Elle. And I mean, should win the Oscar. She's, she's, which Elle, again, is playing at the little at the moment. Um, so, okay, I was going to ask. That was going to be my question. So you, you feel, uh, Matt, you feel Isabel Huppert should win. Do you think she will win? No, I'm gonna. I, I think it's still between Portman and Stone. Um, again, we'll see. Come SAG, because Isabel Huppert is not nominated at SAG, but I do think it'll be. I think Emma Stone will ride the La La wave, but Isabel Huppert. It it is the coldest, chilliest, sly, funny performance. She's excellent she deserves the win and i was kind of surprised l didn't get nominated for best foreign language eligible i don't really know the i don't know the the guidelines on that but it wasn't eligible okay well that makes sense uh, (laughs) that's like there was something with the handman too like was this because south korea didn't want to put talk about bonkers movies from this year that was great (laughs) yeah because they didn't want to put they put something else in its place Mm -hmm. but yeah you would thought the handman would have gotten I, I thought The Handmaiden was a snub too, and again, I'm, uh, that was that. That's probably the top of my list of ones that played at the little that I didn't see. Is just it was December, it was busy. It, it played the whole month. I should have seen it, and I didn't. And that's I love that type of like bonkers movie, and uh, I, it was, I knew it'd be there'd be like craziness because it's from the director of Old Boy, which I right. think was the only other thing I've seen from that director. But uh, that that was one I was bummed I missed. Uh, so we'll, actually, I didn't get your opinion, Matt. So, okay. you, what do you, what are your thoughts here on the the best actress? Are you are you in the Emma Stone um, camp here? As much as I like La La Land, I'm going with Portman. Even see, that's the thing. Um, I think I'm happy that Portman got for Black Swan how many years ago, but a second Oscar already. I'm just like, even though her performance in Jackie was good, great, I guess, but. 
it's just I don't know. My choice not get nominated. <laughs> what was your choice? Uh, Jessica Chastain and Miss Sloan. Okay, I love Jessica Chastain. Yes. she's just the best. And and, and I'm like. After Zero Dark Thirty, I'm like, you'd give a better performance to Miss Sloan. I love Zero Dark Thirty, but then you don't get nominated. But um, who's a? But somehow, like Ruth Nega um, slips in for Loving, which that was a complete shock. I, I was happy to see Ruth Nega. Her that. her yeah. steam kind of fizzled out yeah. after a while, and so that was a little Loving, bit of a surprise. Loving in general was fizz, fizzling out for a while. I thought, a couple months ago, I thought it was a lock for Best Picture, and then all of a sudden, like, you don't really hear about Loving anymore. The second best. Jeff Nichols movie of the year. <laughs> Midnight Special Midnight being special. The, Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I well which both of those also start Michael Shannon. <laughs> right. It's coming. Michael Shannon just can he be in every movie? I can I, I Jessica's could, I could do I could go on and on and on about Michael Shannon. Uh-huh. Which by the way, both Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain are loyal listeners of the podcast, so that's good. So you can they'll they'll, they'll be very pleased with this with this conversation here. Uh, so the only other we mentioned all the best actress uh candidates except for Meryl Streep, which I mean, is she does she could she just get nominated for everything? I mean, Florence Foster Jenkins wasn't I mean, there were better performances, right? I'm a Streep completist, so. <laughs> Meryl also listens to this. <laughs> so as a Streep completist, I can't s- say anything against it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was you could have filled that spot with someone else. Mm-hmm. And But, I mean, Florence Foster Jenkins was, again, we played it at the little. And that was another one that people loved it. I mean, it was a. It's just a crowd pleaser. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, you know, light as a feather crowd pleaser. I mean, but. Now it did require her to not only sing but sing poorly, but which she does is bad not... even great. So. Yeah. Well, but that, that's well, my point was you may think, oh, that's an easy thing to do, but that to sing off off pitch. Like if you're actually a real singer to sing off pitch, that's not an easy thing to do. For me, I, I you know I'm a horrible singer as it is, so it would be a little easier <laughs> for me. But for Meryl Streep, who's perfect, that reminds it would be me difficult. That reminds me of the lead for Sing Street, who in the first like act of the movie is finally starting to warm up and everything like that. And by the end of the movie, he's like, just blows you away. Yeah, which, again, the music in that was great. Exactly. I would, that one's on Netflix, too. So if anyone's listening, I would recommend checking it out. The soundtrack is out. It's mm-hmm. on Spotify. I would check that out as well. Uh, so are there, are there any other categories here that you you feel strongly about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Best Supporting Actor. Lucas Hedges. Oh, <laughs> okay, yep. That is pretty much the only nomination I wanted to see tonight or today. And um, while I, he won't win, but I'm glad he got the nomination. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he he's one I, I'm I'm very interested to see more of him because again he was so well, he, both him and Casey Affleck they're just their rapport they made that movie they were mm-hmm. funny together and again that was a sad story but they were funny they were human I mean he. His 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 story arc. He's a sixteen year old boy lost his father, and it was just it was realistic, and it brought humor. Like his whole misadventures, he had like I don't want to go into too much with big spoiler, but he had multiple girlfriends. Uh, there was a whole side plot where he just wanted to have Casey Affleck help him help distract a girl's mother while he was up in the room, quotes studying, <laughs> doing studying, and it was just it was funny and uh, and his his. T- his comedic timing, which comedic timing is a very weird thing to talk about when you're talking about Manchester by the Sea, but his timing was so perfect. He's, I think he deserves the win. I know, I know, we're supposed to be on the Mahershala Ali train, who's excellent, but I think Lucas Hedges deserves the win. 
Yeah, and well, and, and Michael Shannon too. I mean, uh, he was yeah. great. They, they were, those were all great performances. I almost sometimes like most years like the supporting actor and actress performances more because you get to have something like Heath Ledger as the Joker, oh, yeah. or something that steals the film but isn't the lead. I, just to me, those are sometimes more <laughs> memorable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, that's closest to me. Did you have any <laughs> category that you know really you you're passionate about? You really have a lot of thoughts on that we haven't uh, mentioned here. Um, the song category. <laughs> I know best original song, which I'm happy about, but I'm not happy about. So you you wanted Sing Street on there is what I, you're unhappy about. Right? I'm unhappy because getting back to La La Land, any chance of a sweep is impossible at this point because it got nominated for two songs. Oh so yeah, I the see. sweep is impossible. I did want Sing Street to get nominated, and. Um, I know they didn't play at them little, but Moana. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, but that could. Uh, but then uh, that could win. Uh, that's the one with uh, Lin Man. Well, yeah, from Hamilton. Yeah, which if he wins an EGA, I'd be okay with mm-hmm. that. Which he only needs the Oscar. Am I exactly am I correct on this? I, mean, I think that's cool. what I read today. Yeah, that's why I read today too. I <laughs> I did not fact check it. <laughs> Usually when I have an intern, I have an intern come and do my fact checking, so I don't sound like a fool on here, but. <laughs> If I do sound like a fool, I just edit it out, and that works too. Uh, so, what, so going back to the best original song, then mm-hmm. what? So, I'm going to read off the categories here. We have a uh, or the nominees: uh, "City of Stars," "La La Land," "Audition," parentheses "The Fools Who Dream," "La La Land," uh, "How Far I'll Go," "Moana," "Can't Stop the Feeling," "Trolls," which is an earworm, <laughs> um, not necessarily a good earworm though, um, and "The Empty Chair" uh, from Jim, the James Foley story. Do you have then, Matt, a favorite here, um, or one that you'd like to see win, or think will win? I mean, it's between City of Stars and How Far I'll Go in Moana. Um, I love both songs. I have both soundtracks. I've listened to them both a million times. <laughs> um, it's really a toss-up because I love City of Stars. I love the song from Moana. Um, the other song, Audition, I don't feel it was one of the one of the better songs in La La Land. So I'm like, why bring that in onto the table? I mean, I guess it was probably more because it, it's point in the narrative. Right. Like it was a key right. part in the movie. I think that just, I think that song, see, I'm, I like Audition more than City of Stars. Okay. And I think, because I think Audition sums up what La La Land is about. I think that is, I think that's the movie in a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I, I told the Mats previously on Twitter that I was going to have them break out into song when they talk about this, so we'll, we'll spare them this time because that, that would also require me to break out into song, and as we previously discussed, would not be a good idea. So have either of you guys seen any of the uh, nominated short films by any chance? I know one played before Finding Dory. Is uh, that Piper? Piper, yes. Yeah, Piper, which was delightful. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I think that's the only one. I've okay, seen. the re- the reason I bring this up so February tenth, every year we play the uh, the Oscar shorts for documentary, uh, live action, and animated. So February Friday, February tenth is when they open this year. Um, I'm very excited about some of these as well. I was I was kind of like looking through the titles to see if I've actually watched any, which Piper is the only one I've seen as well. Um, but there's one called Pear Cider and Cigarettes, <laughs> which I just think is a rad name. It's just the coolest name, so I wanted to mention it. Uh, some of the so we've had a lot of the best documentary. Uh, I don't know if you guys felt strongly in this category, but a lot of the best documentary ones we have had. We had uh, Life Animated, which was part of our one take doc series, uh, which was very good. That was one of my favorites of the year. 
Um, we also have I'm Not Your Negro, which opens February 10th. It's part of our Black Cinema series. Um, and a couple of, there was a couple, there was OJ, the OJ Simpson one. Um, so what I want to ask it, and the OJ one is this. So that played, it was mostly a TV one, right? And it played in a couple of theaters. You know, do you, are you guys okay with having a basically what was a TV program? Nominated? You know, it, it, it followed it followed the guidelines. It played for a week in a theater in L.A. So I guess it qualifies. There. Yeah. I'm, I'm chipping away at it right now. Because it is seven hours long. Yeah, it's a, it's a mini series. Right, basically. it is. A, yeah. I mean, it is. A, it is a mini series. Not essentially, it is one. But they they got around it because it did play in a theater. I just want to know who went to the theater. Yeah, for seven, seven to see a seven hour mini series. <laughs> Although, I mean, for, I, that was one I haven't checked yet. It is kind of long, but I, I think it's earned it based on quality. <laughs> I just I, I figured it was more of a mini series. I, I was surprised when I saw it on a lot of critics list, and then. You know, it made sense when I heard that it was playing in the theaters. But all right, do you guys have any final thoughts here? I think we're just gonna hear La La Land a lot. Oh yeah, on Oscar night, Oscar night. Um, I will, I will be shocked, but I will also not be shocked if there, if Moonlight takes the top. But I think it's gonna be La La Land. Okay, so before we go, I do have to. I want to. Like we had mentioned, a lot of the movies that have played at the Little. Uh, so a lot of the nominees are also going to be coming to the Little. So I just want to list them off. Um, and if you're listening here, uh, which you, if you're hearing my voice, you are listening because there's no other, no other choice. Uh, Thelittle.org is where we have showtimes, we have trailers, um, we have past podcasts. That is your place to go for information on these upcoming films. So as I mentioned, the Oscar-nominated shorts, uh, that opens February 10th. I Am Not Your Negro, which is the debut of our Black Cinema series at The Little, uh, also starts February 10th for a month-long run. Um, the screening on Friday, February 10th. Uh, we also have a panel discussion after it, um, so that should be one that you'll want to check out. Uh, Tony Erdman. Oh, I can't wait. Nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, which I heard was <laughs> funny, just interesting. Uh, so that's February 17th. Uh, the Red Turtle, nominated for Best Animated Feature, February 24th, which I think looks yeah. so good. So it's a foreign language one, but it doesn't really have any dialogue. So um, I posted from The Little's Twitter account, if you, any of you follow that, at The Little, R-O-C-H. Um, a kind of a cool behind-the-scenes story of uh, the story behind The Red Turtle, how they made it, how they you know came up with the story. It's, it's very interesting. Um, and the last one is a, another one that was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, uh, Land of Mine, uh, which has a very suspenseful plot. So it um, follows these people who have to um, uh, extinguish these landmines, pretty much. So it kind of has that element uh, that the Hurt Locker did, where it has explosive devices at any time something can explode, which is such a good device for for tension and suspense because, I mean, it's something could explode at any moment. <laughs> uh, so those are the movies that are coming up. All those release dates are tentative. Um, but yeah, the little.org is for details. So I'm going to give you guys one last chance to shout out anything that we missed. Uh, you can give a shout out to your uh, websites, your Twitter accounts, anything you would like. We'll have Matt closest to me go first. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Matt Marshall and... You can follow me at, at MNM underscore reviews. And also for We Live Entertainment, our handle is at We Live Network. And our website is We Live Entertainment.com. The other Matt. And I'm at Matt Passantino. And I write for Big Picture Big Sound.com and The Cinemaholic.com. 
Okay, and I would encourage anyone listening to check out both Matt's reviews. They're great. This was long overdue. I've been wanting to have both you guys on the podcast for a while. You obviously are very big in the the film scene here in Rochester and and do some great work. And I was you you guys are among the first places I go for movie reviews, along with uh, City Newspaper. And it's nice to be able to have film critics that are in Rochester that you can talk with and have a conversation, especially on Twitter. You guys are very active and I love it. Uh, so I'd encourage both everyone listening to check out both the Matt's reviews. Uh, so again, thanks to Matt Marshall and Matt Passantino for joining us. Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>